Chicano Tribune, Thursday the 4th of April 2019. John Delaney and the Boys of the Old Brigade. John Delaney, some man for one man, as the old cliche goes. Chief Executive of the FAI, following his father, Joe, who was Treasurer of the FAI at Italian 90. Highly intelligent businessman with a panache about him which comes with owning a mansion in Delgany or renting it out, as it turns out, and a salary of 340000 reduced from the 400000 he was earning at the peak of the tiger. That sort of lends itself to the whining and dining and rollies and balls bridge and the trophy blonde in your arm, to mix him with the greats of European football and UEFA. He's a made man, and as he intends, he will still be the main man when the Republic hosts games in the 2020 finals. Well, at least that was the plan until the Sunday Times revealed that he'd made a loan of 100000 to the FAI recently. A strange financial arrangement for an organisation worth millions. And suddenly the castle that John built started falling apart at the seams, culminating in the tennis ball protests and expletive-ridden chanting at the Georgia game in the Aviva. No pictures of John and Emma flashing up on the large screens during the game in the stadium, which is really his baby. He also promised it to be debt-free by the Euros in 2020 and was on course to achieve that, but the past week has put a dampener on events. So now it's a case of, will the road real John Delaney please stand up? John Delaney is an intriguing character. He's highly motivated, energetic and achiever in business in the football world and administration, yet he's polarised opinion much like Roy Keane Saipan affair. To some he gets things done, he's a fixer to others, like a big percentage of fans of the Viva the last night, he's a wanker, as they so elegantly described him in an expletive deleted evening in Ballsbridge. In fact, for the whole first half, it was the John Delaney show in reverse. He was on the end of continuous abuse from the highly vociferous section behind the goals, the Green Brigade as they would be at Parkhead. Every stadium and club football has him. In Europe, the ultras bring great atmosphere to games. They lead the crowd in singing and pyro displays, drums and smoke bombs. They're the heartbeat of every great club, but they can also be the most malign. Generally, they're working-class kids. They don't sit in the corporate boxes, but in the cheap seats at ground level. But without them, football in the modern era would be like going to the theatre or visiting the library. Not that I don't visit and enjoy both, but you know what I mean. I was present at the Aviva the other night. To be honest, I still prefer to refer to it as Lansdowne rather than the modern D4 epithet. I have a season ticket for the past few years. Great seat, front row, top tier. Get the lift up due to my dodgy ticker and pacemaker thingy. And after a few steps, and you're enthralled by the beautiful vista of the home of Irish soccer and rugby. After the city link to Dublin, the darts to Lansdowne, a few pints in the Ballsbridge Hotel, and then the game. The only thing, spo- thing spoiling problems in recent times was the football was of the slurry variety. Delaney had overseen the Martin O'Neill era and while there were some great moments, it all ended sorely and Mac the Knife was back. His erstwhile foe, Kano, passing him in the revolving doors of modern football management. Mick McCarthy with his broad Barnsley accent was in danger of becoming a disliked as Martin O'Neill in his last game after the performance in Gibraltar which was as woeful as it gets, and then the first half hour against Georgia was nothing to rape home about. 
The natives were getting restless. There was an incessant flow of invective towards Delaney and his employers, and as the 30th minute approached, it came decidedly louder and more aggressive. As the large green showed 30 minutes on the clock, 30-0-0, it was the signal for all of John McEnroe's and Martina Navaratilova's in the stands to deliver first serves towards the end lane, and hundreds of tennis balls appeared in the pitch in front of the keeper. A reference to Delaney's activities as a racket, amid a chorus, you're a liar and a cheat, fuck Delaney and the FAI. The significance of the 30-0-0, a reference to the 3,000 euro rent allowance for Delaney to sip Chateauneuf de Pap with his lady friend at Grania Shogi's lush pad in Delgany. If things had continued in the same vein, there was a danger of events getting nasty, but the football gods sometimes work in mysterious ways, and within a minute or two the Republic had scored, and the place went into the best supporters in the world mode again. Big Mick was an instant hero and Delaney was forgotten for a few minutes, although references to his manual dexterity could be heard right through to the end of the night. But it's amazing what a goal and two wins does. Six points and three more guaranteed in the next game versus Gibraltar and we're top of the group with nine points on board and dreams of the finals with three games at home in summer 2020 were back in vogue. John Delaney may be a lot of things but unlucky he is not. So what has happened to the man with the meatest touch? Delaney was involved in everything within Irish football. FAI bidding projects for major, major tournaments, international relations on the board of the Aviva, on the planning committee for the FAI centenary, the bid to host the Women's Champions League final, leading the joint bid for the UEFA under-21 finals in 23, and involved with England, Scotland, Wales in the north in a joint bid for the 2030 World Cup. TV deals and League of Ireland projects, and of course, he's also an executive member of UEFA. He's been moved sideways to executive vice president now, and lo and behold, will retain all the above positions. His salary will be half, but more than made up for by the 200,000 he receives from his position on UEFA. To be honest, if someone wants to hand you that sort of financial remuneration, you're hardly like to refuse it or donate it to the homeless or starving victims of a third world famine. Sports Ireland and the Sports Minister Shane Ross have become involved as there's government funding which the FAI receives to be added to the equation. Whatever about Sports Ireland, if it was a choice between Michael Healy Ray's nemesis Shane Ross and Megabucks Delaney, I'd be prefer the happy clappy Delaney any time. Whatever his critics say, he's more upfront than the born again holier than thou Ross with a sanctimonious preaching from a South Dublin pad, which I'm sure comes with a nice rent allowance too. The D4 media also had it in for Delaney because he had given an impromptu version of the Boise Old Brigade in a Dublin pub after a, a match by the team a few years ago. There's nothing that pisses them off more, although it's funny, but when I worked in the Ballyrain Hotel many years ago, I was present when Brian Lenehan, John Wilson, Bobby Malloy and George Colley were rattling out Sean South of Gary Owen after a by-election convention in the Golden Grill. I don't think it bothered anyone. But there are serious questions to be answered. What was the 100,000 bridging known all about? It's a strange financial arrangement. You would think a large organisation like the FAI would have access to normal bank loans, 
Why would an employee loan his employer such a substantial amount of cash? Was the 3,000 rent allowance declared for tax relief, PRSA or USC? There are just so many questions and little of the way of answers. His outrageous salary is always called controversy, especially when ordinary workers within the FAA had to take pay cuts during the recession. His cut from 400 to 340,000 isn't exactly the same as an ordinary worker dropping from 25 to 20. But is his exorbitant salary his fault? I presume all CEOs of major companies, organizations, institutions, banks, HSE, all receive very healthy remuneration. It's par for the course in a capitalist system. It's obscene, of course, in the Irish version of the class system, but also reflects the Irish economy and the GDP amongst the strongest in the world. Delaney was paid more than Leo or Theresa May and the CEOs of FAs in England, Italy and Spain. It's a nice job if you can get it. The most ironic factor of the whole sorry saga is his dad, Joe, also left the FAA under the shadow of suspicion after Italian 90. His dealings with ticket tout George the Greek to acquire extra tickets didn't meet UEFA requirements and Delaney Sr. bit the dust, although it didn't deter Delaney Jr. And his move through the echelons of the FEA was startling and he's held the reins now for 15 years. He's definitely a survivor. Delaney, whatever his critics in the D4 media, I think has strong support among the grassroots of soccer, especially in rural Ireland. His famous trips outside the Pale to small clubs from Clare to Donegal, Waterford to Mayo are legendary. At the latest county, he has apparently visited 2,000 junior clubs, and among them were my own club, Kilmacrenn and Celtic, when he accepted an invitation to visit the wee village by the Lurgy for the 35th anniversary of the founding of the club. The club had organised a whole weekend of events, golf classic on the Friday, Saturday, a whole day of football with the underage teams and even the golden oldies. The over-50s rolled back the years against the ladies' team. Then the dinner dance in the lagoon where Delaney presented the annual awards and provided evidence that he wasn't shy at the bar by opening the FAI checkbook to order copious amounts of brandy and gin and tonics from Sheila and staff to welcome acceptance from the lurgy hordes of connoisseurs of fine waning and dining. He also left 50 tickets for the next international game which was against Germany and the club organised a bus and took 40 kids and adults to the Aviva. I'll bet on an unforgettable night as the Germans hammered a 6-1 on the way to the World Cup in Brazil. To be honest he's a very personal guy, a real football man, you can only treat people as you find them. Whatever his financial situation with the FEA, he endeared himself to the footballers of Kilmac that night and seeing reports that ordinary football people throughout the country are giving them back in reflects what we witnessed that night in the lagoon. There's nothing we can do about the size of his paycheck, but it is the best of intentions to help local clubs, leagues throughout the country, ladies football and the international teams, then there's not more, much more we can expect. His time in Donegal gave us a contact with the higher echelons of the FEA, and when the club published a 400-page tome in the history of football in the, in the area. Editor Trevor and Tony Gorman were invited to the FEI AGM in Wicklow that summer and the book won the prize for the best football book of the year. Delaney held it up to the delegates and said this is the template for any junior club who want to write their history. 
It also presented international caps to some youth internationals from the club and a few ladies who had missed the night in the lagoon were invited to the Aviva before the German game and presented their caps inside the stadium in the CEO's office. A nice touch. Where do we go from here? Delaney and the FAI will have to answer questions on the Arachtis Sports Committee grilling, but he's safely ensconced in his new position with roughly the same salary. If a family wants to be there for the Euro Fans next year and has done a deal with the FAI to stay until then, and then shuffle off in retirement to the Seychelles or wherever 340,000 takes you. The football grapevine is rumours circulating that in his personal life he's gone through a messy divorce and like many a big businessman was wanted to. Rumours from the gutter press are just that. His private life should be just that. The man who presided over Euro 2012 in Poland and Euro 16 in France and one game from the World Cup in 2018 in Russia probably deserves to be cut some slack. He didn't destroy women's lives in the Magnum laundries or our economy like the bankers, child abuse from some churchmen, brown envelopes from corrupt politicians, chewing babies, HSE lack of nursing or beds and the obscenity of homelessness in a modern republic. To be honest, in contrast to these scandals, they make John Delaney look like an altar boy. Although luckily he avoided Father Green. Now that's a real scandal.